Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for the celebration of Thanksgiving is taken from the Gospel of Luke, the 17th chapter, with an emphasis on these words. Jesus said, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is our text. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Amen. Well, hey, at least you have your health. These are words that many of us have heard before when things probably weren't going our way. They're the kind of words usually spouted out somewhat indifferently by a well-meaning friend or neighbor who doesn't have anything better to offer when times are tough. They are also the words that I feel perfectly encapsulate our shared experience with the year 2020. As we know, anxiety levels remain through the roof. The endless political bickering in our nation still seems, well, endless. Even with the election almost a month behind us, the economy still seems to be walking on a razor's edge at the brink of teetering, with many small businesses closing down and, of course, COVID-19 continues to ravage every aspect of life as we know it. Maybe with all these things in mind, you might actually be kind of glad to hear someone say, well, hey, at least you have your health. But even then, for many of, the, for many of us, this might not be true. And even the youngest and healthiest among us must acknowledge that this will not always be true at which point we likely feel like responding to this platitude with a little bit of ingratitude. Yeah, thanks for nothing. It's this kind of response that I think many who read today's gospel text might have expected the Samaritan leper, whom Jesus healed, to say to him, Thanks for nothing, God. Well, let me explain. Of the ten lepers whom Jesus healed, this, many, this one was distinguished from the other nine by his ethnicity. He alone was pointed out as being of Samaritan heritage. For those of you not in the know, the Jews generally despised the Samaritans and they looked down on them as a ritually unclean people. The fact that Jesus, a Jew, would acknowledge this man at all is quite unheard of. Nevertheless, he proceeds to heal this man along with the other nine by giving them no real outward sign at all. He didn't spit on the ground. He didn't lay his hands on them. Instead, he issued a simple command. He said, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now, for the nine Jewish lepers who followed this command and saw as they went to the priest that they were healed, this must have been a cause for tremendous rejoicing. Physically cleansed, these nine men could now go to the priest and be declared ritually clean and so fit to rejoin society. But this would not have been true for the Samaritan. He would likely have gone to the temple, shown himself to the priest, and then he would have been immediately thrown out and told to go back to where he belonged among the other Samaritans. At this point, we must ask, could Jesus not have done something about this? 
Could he not, in his infinite power, have cured this man of his Samaritanness along with his leprosy? No, this man alone out of the ten would have had cause to grumble at Jesus' healing because for him it would have meant insult and humiliation at the hands of a Jewish priest. And yet it was this man, and this man alone out of the ten, who sees his healing, and then he turns around to give thanks to Jesus, his great high priest. Thanks. Well, thanks for what? After all, this man would still become one day sick again. His body would still age, and it would eventually fail him. He would still die, and he would enter an earthly grave. And in the meantime, lest we forget, he would have to live as a Samaritan, one rejected by the Jews and outcast from his own covenantal faith. Faith. Thanks for nothing. But here we see that this was not the man's reaction. When he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And here, at this acknowledgement, Jesus does a very unexpected thing. The text continues. Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and to give praise to God except this, this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. You see, Jesus acknowledges the plight of the Samaritan. He even calls him foreigner. But then he does the unthinkable by pronouncing on this foreigner a second and greater healing. Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Dear friends, I tell you, what is the wellness that comes from faith if it is not the forgiveness of sins? As we have plainly seen, our faith does not make us immune from COVID or from any other sickness. But still, everyone who has ever called out to Christ in faith for healing has indeed been made well by the words of his absolution. And that, I pose to you this day, is precisely what he did for the Samaritan leper. Jesus pronounced on him, his absolution. And this, furthermore, is what this wretched foreigner had to be thankful for, that the grace of God is so profound, that his pity is so unfathomable, that he would extend the word of highest blessing not only to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles, to foreigners, to the most lowly and needy people on earth. And so I say to you this day, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, give thanks. Thanks for what? I hear you say. After all, even with your faith, do you still not fall ill? Are you not still struggling and fearful? Are you not still destined one day for the grave? For what, then, do you offer up your prayers of praise and thanksgiving on this holiday? Like the Samaritan leper, 
I encourage you, friends, to examine yourselves and see clearly the healing which your Lord brings. See with your eyes the gifts of life that he gives you freely, liberally, in this congregation. Hear his word of grace, the absolution, spoken to you from your pastor's mouth as though it were the word, the mouth of Christ himself. Taste his body, drink his blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And marvel that such profound grace and such unfathomable mercy has, have transcended time and space to come to you right here in this place of worship. Receive Christ and know that the very same forgiveness which he extended first to the lepers and the tax collectors and prostitutes and Romans and Samaritans is in kind extended now to you, a lost and condemned sinner. Lift up your hearts and lift up your voices in songs of thanksgiving and praise for your forgiveness life, and salvation, which rests not in any work of your hands, nor any prayer of your lips, nor your citizenship, nor for that matter your blood. But rather, it is in the blood of your Savior, which was poured out for you on Calvary's cross as a fragrant offering for all the wrong you have done. Bow down before the Lord God of heaven and earth, who has given such hope to mortal man, that even when all seems hopeless and when all the world seems to press in on us, when all kinds of ills threaten and assail us, he still gives his people something to rejoice over, something to be thankful for, even Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus, unto life everlasting. Amen.